Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmid, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins get hot at the right at the right time, and Jeremy Swayman gets his first NHL shutout. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us at Believe.com at, and at Believe Podcasts. Well, first, let's give credit where credit is due. GM Don Sweeney made the NHL trade, trade deadline exciting. The impact players he acquired filled the holes that the Bees desperately needed. He did a great job for what he gave up. You know, a couple of draft picks, a fourth liner who hardly played. So... You know, he did a really good job. And the team has played great so far. Winning four straight games right now is critical to them in their playoff run. Corrali and Wagner have been much different players the last two games. And they might be fighting for jobs. Um, you also have Hall. What can I say about about Hall? He's been... he's He's complete reset the forward lines. I mean, the guy's played... The guys played awesome. And the thing is, when he was in Jersey, when he was in Edmonton, when he was in Arizona, you know, he was the guy. Here in Boston, he's not the guy anymore. He's just he's just a regular guy on a regular line. He is not the top guy. He is not the franchise player, which is making him play a lot better. I mean, here's the thing. Marshawn... Bergeron and Pasta were reunited. Krejci gets the left winger he's always wanted. And it's going to improve him and Smith. I mean, Smith has really taken off the last couple of games too. And that finally makes a second line that's really dangerous. So now teams that come into ball, that play the Bruins, all of a sudden have to contend with two lines. Not just the top line of Pasternak, Marshawn, and Bergeron. I mean, and Coyle and Lazar centering the bottom six. I mean, that that's really good. Lazar has really come, has made Corrali and Wagner play great. I mean, throw in, you know, you might want to throw Frederick in there and it's going to be, it's going to be nuts. So a lot of those bottom six guys are, are going to be battling for ice time at some point. I mean, Corrali has been better since the acquisition of Lazar. I think that's gotten him, that's gotten him going. But personally, maybe maybe throw Frederick in there and see what he can do with Lazar and Wagner and 
you know, maybe you might get a little bit more of a punch. Maybe you might get another scoring line out of it. But, you know, we'll we'll just have to see the competition, you know, for playing for the bottom six. You know, because that's where the competition is right now. Your top two lines are set. All you need now is to get the t- those the line three and line four going at some point, because you do need that those ex- those guys putting pucks in the net. Not only the first, not only the first two lines, but the third and fourth lines need to get going as well. I mean, I was a little worried that this team wouldn't make the playoffs. I mean, the Rangers have been on fire the past few weeks. You know, they're only four points out, and it could come down maybe to the last series. The two teams play in in May on March on or on May sixth and eighth. So it could come down to that final weekend for the Rangers and the Bruins, and it's going to be exciting. But now that the Bruins made those moves during the during the during the you know trade deadline for for uh, Lazar and you know Riley and Hall. I think that they they actually have a good chance at making the playoffs now. You know, you know, I'm confident with the new acquisitions and that the Bees are going to make the playoffs. Now, this could make a strong playoff run now that Sweeney has filled all the pieces of the puzzle. So, it's just a wait and see, but the bottom 6 still have to produce some goals. You know, teams could shut down the top two lines. I mean, it would help if the Debrus- if uh, if Jake DeBrus got off the milk carton for once. I mean, he I know he's been better since coming off the COVID protocol, but I want to see more out of his game in the next few weeks. And maybe playing with Richie and Coyle might jumpstart his you know might start jumpstart him this late and hopefully into the playoffs. I mean, I'm a little surprised that he's still here. I thought once one, you know, I thought for sure that he was going to be moved at the trade deadline, along with Bjork and possibly Seneshin. But apparently, Sweeney Sweeney either couldn't get a deal done, or what? Maybe it was because he was he was still on you know COVID protocol. Who knows? But he really needs to pick up his game if he wants to stay in Boston. Now, one player who has a future in Boston is rookie goaltender Jeremy Swayman. He shut out the Islanders on Friday night with a, and his record is now 4 and 1. His goals against average is 1.78 and his save percentage is 0.938. Now this kid is for real and we could possibly see maybe a Rask and Swayman tandem next season. I don't know. I mean, I would still give him time with the baby bees next season. Vladar has done a nice job. I mean, he would be a, he would also be a decent backup for Rask. But the thing is, I don't want to see either of these two get these two kids, especially Swayman, end up like Blaine Locker, Jim Carrey, John Graham, Hannah Toivonen, or Ta- Rob Tallis. I don't want to see him end up either one of these guys end up like that. So I just don't want to rush these two guys. But if you have to, then you then you have to. I mean. Halak is back from uh, COVID protocol, and he's still a value a value asset for this team this season. I mean, the Bruins might need a veteran like Halak 
you know, if Tuca has back issues, you know, for the rest of the season and even into the playoffs. So I wouldn't even, you know, I wouldn't even think about, you know, I know a lot of people are out there saying, you know, Jeremy Swayman, you know, get rid of Halak, get rid of, get rid of, get rid of Rask and everything. Cause don't, don't push Swayman yet. All right. I don't like, I don't like to see goaltenders being rushed to start, you know, to be the number one goaltender in the NHL. Look what happened in, in New York with Rick DiPietro. He was drafted in the first round. I believe he was first or second overall. And this guy didn't do any. I mean, he was basically, you know, done even before he he had, he was in his third or fourth year with the Islanders. So I wouldn't put a lot of pressure on Swayman or Vladar right now. All right. Now, Halak, I think he's gone next season. And, you know, either Swayman or Vladar are going to be Tuka's backup next season. I mean, Swayman has proven that he could step up, but I, I wouldn't play him in the playoffs right now. I would not I would just let him back up, and if you really needed him, if, if Rask's back was really bad, then I would play him. But right now, no, you need... Halak right now because he could probably step up and maybe steal a game or two in the playoffs. Okay. Now Swayman, I think he needs a couple of playoff games in the a- at the AHL level. That's what he needs right now. He doesn't need to, you know, be throwing, you know, in- into the NHL playoffs right away. And looking at the future of for goaltending, you know, in the Eastern Conference is is unbelievable. I don't see the NHL or or the Western Conference matching what the Eastern Conference has. I mean, think about it. You have Vladar and Swayman in Boston. You have Shesterkin for the Rangers. You have the other guy. I can't remember his name right now. Right now, I really can't. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. Um, you have Sorokin in with the Islanders. Montreal has Primo, uh, Keith Primo's kid coming up. And you also have, you know, you have Florida with Spencer Knight, who had a tremendous season playing with uh, Boston College. So there's going to be a lot of... Go- and, and you have uh, another group of kids in Carolina. You have a couple group of kids in Washington. So... The Eastern Conference, as far as goaltending goes, is going to be a stacked, stacked goaltend. You know, for goaltending, so it's going to be tough for the Bruins, especially you know with all the goaltending talent in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be fun to watch with all these young goaltenders in the in the Eastern Conference, because, like I said, you're going to have guys like you know. Swayman and Vladar, who have played outstanding. You're going to have Gorgiev. That's the kid's name. Alexander Gorgiev and Igor Shesterkin with the Rangers. They're going to be they're going to be outstanding. Okay? You know, like I said, you're going to have Sorokin, who I believe just had a shutout the other night, with the Islanders. So there's a lot of goaltending. There's a lot of interesting goaltending ta- talent out there with, with the Eastern Conference. I don't see it that much with the with the West. I really don't. 
you know, the Devils have have some some decent goaltending too, young goaltenders. I mean, they have Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, in there. Um, there's a kid by the name of Aaron Dell, who's who's also in there. You know, you have Scott Wedgwood, who's a who's basically, I would actually say Wedgwood is a decent is a decent veteran by now. So you have a lot of these a lot of these teams in the Eastern Conference with a lot of young goaltending, and that's what's going to be that's that's what's going to set you know the Eastern Conference over the West because I don't see anybody else in the Western Conference doing anything as far as like young goaltenders. So the Western Con I mean, I mean take take Philly with Carter Hart. I mean I know he hasn't played well in the last couple of weeks. But still, you know, you have Carter Hart in there. You have, you know, the Washington Capitals with with young goaltenders. You know, they're young goaltenders. They have they have Samson, you know, Ilya Samsonov and and Vanacek in there. So they have taught goaltenders. So basically the next couple of years in the Eastern Conference is going to be dominated by young goaltending talent. I mean, you also got to look at you know, I know you gotta think. You know, if you're really looking at a lot of teams out there, one of the teams that probably would stand out right now would probably be, as far as young talent goes, there's a um is I wanna say I don't I don't know. I wanna say Pittsburgh as far as um as far as a team that's got young goaltending talent, but those guys have already been there. You know, you know, Jari and DeSmith have already been, you know, have already established themselves in the league. So we might as well just push those kids to the curb, those two guys to the curb. But the Rangers, the Bruins, the Capitals, um, you know, F- Florida, Washington, all those teams are going to have some great young, young goaltending talent. And I think that's it's going to be basically a factory. I mean, there's a kid in the, in with the Carolina Hurricanes. I can't pronounce his name, but you know he's supposed to be another good one. So you're going to be the Eastern Conference is going to be stacked with young goaltending, and the fact that you know you look at you even look at like teams like Toronto. I mean, like even Toronto, like they can't even. You know, you think about the Toronto Maple Leafs and they don't have anything. I mean, you think of any Canadian team, they really don't have anything. I mean, Toronto, Toronto doesn't have anybody, any type of like young goaltending talent. I mean, Jack Campbell, Frederick Anderson, you know, all these guys are like almost pushing 30 by now, not young goal, you know, young goaltenders. You know, and the other thing is you also have to look at, you know, Edmonton. Edmonton has been hurting for years for goaltending. I don't care what, what who you are. They're hurting for goaltending. I mean, Cam Talbot, Mikko Kostinen, um, Mike Smith, Alex Stalock, all those guys. Yeah, they're like all in, you know, they're like all in their prime, but still. You know, there's nobody elite from from there. 
you know, the same thing. People have been talking about the, you know, the people have been talking about the, about the Colorado Avalanche, how they don't have any goaltending. Goaltending is going to be the story in the next, I would say, five to ten years. Looking at, you know, the teams like the Rangers and the Bruins and the Capitals and the Islanders, you know, that's where all the young goaltending talent is, and that's what's going to win you the games in the future. You know, yeah, I know it's, you know, it's it it's also based off the guys you have in front, but still, it's mostly from the guys who are building, you know, from the goaltender out. So a lot of those kit, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those teams in the Eastern Conference are going to have great goaltending. All right, I don't see, I don't, I don't see, you know, anybody in, let's say Dallas. You know, I don't see Dallas having any young pros goalie prospects. I really don't. I don't see it. All right, who do that? Who do, who do they actually have? The only, I mean, if you look at, if you look at, say, Dallas, you have Ben Bishop, you have Kadobin. Those two guys are like in their 30s by now. Jake Ottinger, who who I've actually seen play when he played in college. And he, he could be the future, but I haven't really paid too much attention to him. You know, the same thing goes for maybe the, you know, how about the, the Detroit Red Wings? I mean, the Red Wings really don't have anything either. I mean, you know, they're they're technically in the Eastern Conference. So who knows what they have? I mean, I really haven't really paid much attention to those teams that used to be in the Eastern Conference who are now in another division because of the whole realignment, because of COVID and everything. But still, you don't see any, you know, I don't see any, like, any like young goaltending coming up through the system of the Detroit Red Wings, Bernier and, and Grice really, you know, there's, I just have a feeling that you're hot. The Eastern conference with the Rangers, the Bruins, the Islanders, the caps, you know, those are going to be the teams with the hot young goaltenders, whether or not they're hot, you know, whether they become hot in the next couple of years, you know, I don't know. But right now, if you take a look at take a look at Jeremy Swayman, the kid has been on fire since he came up. You know, so he could be, you know, he could be the next elite goaltender for the Boston Bruins. He could be a Vesna Trophy winner. He could win a Stanley Cup. But it it only makes it the only the only way you'll get a Stanley Cup. For Jeremy Swayman, if he put the right guys around him. And right now, I mean, as far as looking at the future goes, and I'll be honest, it doesn't look too good. All right, yeah, you have Bergeron, you have Marshawn, you have you have Pasternak in there, but you know, or or you just take Bergeron Pasternak. Or no, not even Bergeron and Pasternak. You just take Bergeron and not even I don't even know why Bergeron's popping in my. You take Pasternak and Charlie McAvoy as young kids, and you got nothing after that. You know, there's going to be no youth to really build around on this team. I mean, Zaboral, yeah. Frederick, yeah. 
I don't I don't think Seneshin's gonna amount to much here. DeBrusque hasn't shown anything for a while. I mean, he has he has a couple of flashes here and there, but still. So, you know, what have you got in Boston? You've got basically after those core guys of Marshawn, Bergeron, Krejci, and Rask, you've got no future. There's no future there. And, you know, what's in where it's like we have to win now. All right, we have to win it now with the core guys, with the veteran core guys we have, like Marshawn, Bergeron, Krejci, Rask. But I don't think that they're really going to get the job done. I mean, are they going to go far in the playoffs with the acquisitions? They could. I mean, I see them making the playoffs. I mean, they're probably just going to get lucky to make the playoffs by now. But still, this team shouldn't leave. I mean, I was before, before the, I'll be honest, before the trade deadline, I was thinking that this team wasn't going to make the playoffs. And if they did make the playoffs, they would be done. They would be out. But now, with the acquisitions that Sweeney did, it seemed to bring more life into the Bruins. I mean, winning four straight, the team that dominate you beat the, the team that the teams that have dominated you, you beat the Islanders, you beat the beat them twice, and then you come in and you seek revenge on the on the Washington Capitals. And you win four straight. Now tomorrow night, can they win five straight? Can they win six straight? I think that they could. But the thing is that they really really need to have those third and fourth lines really need to step up their game. Okay. If they don't get third, if they don't get any type of like production from the third or fourth line, not, not saying that the third and fourth line aren't doing their jobs. They're doing a tremendous job, especially that fourth line, but they really need, need those third and fourth lines to produce also. But, you know, you really, you really need to think. You know, would this team? How better is this team? And I think that this team is way better than they were a month ago. Okay, so do they make the playoffs? Yes, unless the unless you know there's a couple of bad games here and there, and the Rangers get. I mean, the Rangers have been really hot, so I wouldn't count them out yet. So it's gonna be it's gonna be close, and I do believe it's gonna come down to that final series on May sixth and eighth. But I do believe that the Bruins will make it in. They will at least whoever they play in the first round. It could be Washington. There's there could be a chance of them actually winning a first round game with the new acquisitions. I mean, Hall has been has been crazy when he when he's since he's been here. So has so has Riley. I mean, Riley is the is the empty hole that they've needed all years, all season long. I mean, at cut certain points, have I said that maybe they should have kept Chara or Krug? Yes. But now things are starting to come. It looks like things are going to start to come together, and I think that this team could possibly win. You know, make the playoffs and win a first round game, second round possible do I really see them going all the way to a cup final 
they're they they they've surprised people in the past. As long, but here's the thing: as long as Tuka Rask is healthy, I think they have a good shot at making it to the finals. Now I know that there's quite a few of you out there like that are like, you know what? Maybe what we're gonna let's get let's trade Halak, let's get rid of Rask, let's just have Swayman. Jeremy Swayman, like I said before, could end up being a Blaine Locker. He could end up being an Andrew Raycroft. Okay, don't put a lot of emphasis on the you know don't put a lot of pressure on this kid now. Is he an elite goaltender? Possibly. You know what? He could be. He see. I mean, in the first four games, he seemed like he could be one of those, you know, elite goaltenders like Tuka Rask. But we just have to wait and see. Do I believe that he's going to be one of those kid, one of those guys? Yes. You know, is he going to be contending for Vesnas in in his future? Yes, he's going to be contending with somebody like Shorkin in with the Islanders or Shesterkin with the with the Rangers or even Primo with the with the Edmonton uh, not Edmonton uh, Montreal Canadiens. Whoa, you know, or the two kids down in in Washington or even Blackwell in down in Jersey. So there's going to be a lot of goaltending competition, and he's, you know, this is where the Eastern Conference is going to stand out because they're going to be known for, they're not going to be known for their superstar, you know, forwards or goaltending or or superstar uh, forwards or defense. The Eastern Conference is going to be the conference of the goaltenders because the GMs in the Eastern Conference know what they need, and that's goaltending. And goaltending is what's going to steal you a game or two. You know, goaltending is going to going to steal, a, you know, a playoff series. I mean, you know, if a goaltender gets hot, kind of like, you know, kind of like um, Swayman. Swayman's hot right now. You know, so it's just Shawarkin with Sawarkin or whatever his name is with the Islanders. He's been on fire lately. So goaltending is going to be the key you know, in the upcoming years in that Eastern Conference. And we can't forget about the Florida Panthers. They have a young kid who just had to spend two seasons playing up at BC. I've seen him play in person. He's played really well. Spencer Knight. So we can't count We can't count out the, fly, um, the Florida Panthers either. So goaltending is going to be a huge future for the NHL right now. And I think it would be smart if the NHL actually went out and started marketing these kids, you know, in a couple of years, start marketing some of these kids because the goaltending is going to be, is going to be awesome in the Eastern conference. And I can tell you right now that probably in the next five or 10 years, the Stanley cup champion is going to come out of the Eastern conference. Why? Because of the goaltending. That's the reason. Okay. So, I'm just thinking that maybe there is a future for the Bruins as far, you know, as far as like their goal. I mean, we, we're we all set with Swayman and Vladar as our one-two in the upcoming, maybe in two or three, maybe in three or four years as those two guys as our, as our, as our goaltending tandem. But as far as 
the rest of the team goes, I honestly don't know. I mean, you got, you, you know that Marshawn and Bergeron and Krejci and Rask probably won't be here in the next three or four years. So who do you depend on? You're only you're going you're only going to have Swayman, Flidar, Pasternak, McAvoy, and Frederick. That's it. Maybe DeBrusque. I don't know. I'm still I'm still wondering if he's if he's still going to be a Bruin within two or three years. But you know you really have to think that you know, look to the future of this team. And they've gotten, I mean, other than the goaltending, the def, uh, one defenseman, a couple of forwards, I don't know that this team is going to be a contender in the next three or four years. I mean, the goaltending is going to be awesome. But they're still going to have to contend with, with teams. I mean, the Rangers are going to be fun. The Rangers, with their goaltending, with their two goaltenders, Lafreniere, who they got, Kako, who they got, and the rest of the, if they can build stuff around those guys, they're gonna be they're gonna be fun to watch, and they're gonna be contenders. And I'm not just gonna, and I'm not just saying a contender for one year. I'm saying a contender for maybe three or four years down the road. While the Bruins are gonna be sitting here, well, you know, we have who do we have in our lineup right now? Well, we have um, Swayman, and we have Ladar, we have McAvoy, and we have um, Zaboral, and we have Lazan. And up front, we have Pasternak, maybe Hall. You know, I'm I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, we could see Hall in there. We could maybe maybe see Hall sticking around for a little bit. But that's about it. And if you go and keep guys like Marshawn and Bergeron, are they going to be the same elite players that they've been now or in the past in a couple of years? Who knows? But I just have a feeling that now... Bruins fans, I have a feeling that the future doesn't look too good if you're a Bruins fan. I mean, if you look beyond this season, the future really doesn't look good. And, you know, don't hold your hopes up with maybe some minor tweaks here and there. I mean, who knows? Maybe maybe three years down the line, Vladar won't be here. Maybe Sweeney will probably make a deal for it. Maybe you know, might make a deal for him. Maybe Sweeney's not here or Neely's not here. You know, you really can't predict the future for the Boston Bruins. But one of the things that you can't really predict, I mean, right now, you can predict the goaltending's going to be good. All right, you don't even worry about the goaltending for the future because you're all set with Swayman and Vladar. They're, they're done. The defense, the defense looks good. I mean, you have McAvoy in there. You're going to have Lazan in there, and you're going to have Zaboral in there. That's about it. Maybe Riley in there, and that's about it. So basically, you have four guys there. So maybe you're you're all set. But as far as the forwards go, I don't see anybody putting the puck in the net if, you know, somebody like, you know, Marshawn Bergeron, Krejci are gone. All right. Yeah, you might still have Hall. You might you'll you'll have Pasternak, but who else are you gonna have? There's nobody down in Providence who's really. Good. I mean, you might have Stanika coming up. You know, you might have you know Steen who's in Providence being called up. 
So who knows what the future is for the Boston Bruins? So basically, I have a feeling that this that this could be the season where you got to go for it. You basically have to go for it. If not, maybe ne- you might have a chance next season. Who knows? But still, you know, the time is ticking with this team, and I don't see this team doing much in the future. I mean, they're going to be competitive with the goaltending. I mean, the goaltending here is going to be is is basically going to set the standard for for the upcoming seasons for the Boston Bruins. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on the show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.